Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Rungman Radio, so much fun. Yeah. All right, welcome to another edition of Top Talk. Day five, the final weekday of Top Talk. We've got tomorrow being Saturday, and then we have Sunday, the big concert. The main reason people are here, at least that's what I'm guessing, it's all about the music, right? Okay, so we're going to give you a little update today. I've got Cruiser Mail with me, Bill Bricker of ToddData.com, and we're going to talk about yesterday's activities and some of this morning's activities for you. So there you go. We're on different time frames, obviously, as you know. All right, so let's start with yesterday. We had a couple more people come in. We had a big crowd last night, as a matter of fact, probably the biggest party so far. Gladys and Andy came in from the U.K., they had a nice trip. They were excited, pitching a tent this morning. I think they, I don't know why they slept last night, maybe in their car or something. Not that you care. Maybe you do. But that's the scoop. So they're in town. Carrie and Dave Knight got in. They were big-time wimps. <laughs> why are you making noise over there? Who's your mother drinking water because she's dehydrated for some reason? I will not explain that to you. Um, so Carrie and Dave Knight come in, and they decide they're going to go to bed. They didn't come to the party because they were tired. Wah, 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 wah. So anyway, we saw them this morning. They came to breakfast at about 9.15, which was about an hour and 15 minutes too late. No food for you. Kathy Lee V. and her husband were here. I got to meet her. She is a very nice, genuine person. I can tell. It's good to meet her because I've heard lots about her. So it's all good with Kathy Lee V., the first ever Todd Runger fan, according to her self-proclamation. All right, there you go. <laughs> so we had some dinner last night. Let me tell you about that. My wife and I were on the volunteer list as well as who else was on that list? Oh, well, I'm just going to brag about myself. You know. But no, really, the Burnside has helped every night from Mississippi, so it's a big group effort, always is. But it was fun because we had uh, uh, pork, grilled pork tenderloin. Oh, it was awesome. Very good. Courtney Mel says it was awesome. What they did was somebody the house, I believe, the Todd's house, and they brought them down. We just grilled them out. And we also had some applesauce. Some people, it's a Hawaiian thing, applesauce and pork, whatever that's about. Some people did that. And we also had barbecue sauce, soy sauce. We had rice, rice, broccoli, which was very tough to make for 200 people. Broccoli, um, corn on the cob, which was we did a little shucking on that action. That was good. Um, Desserts were brownies and maybe we had some desserts. Lots of stuff. Good time. So basically, we were carving the, the uh, pork roast and serving up, and we were having fun doing that. Sherry and I, and she, had, uh, she would remind people sauces behind them, ask them what kind of uh, cut they want, in piece, big piece, little piece, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and we got with plenty of food. Oh, <laughs> Reebok came through the line to get his food, and uh, he's responsible, of course, for the sign-up sheet and giving out the badges. So I said, uh, excuse me, no food for you, no badge. So he kind of looked at me like I was insane, and I think he finally got it. Had a chuckle. No food for Reebok, no badge. That's kind of the running joke here. <laughs> I told Claudia the same thing this morning, Michelle's sister-in-law. No breakfast because you have no badge on. He also looked at me like I was insane. So anyway, 
We're going to let Bill tell you about the breakfast this morning. I'm going to stick to last <laughs> night. We did have music, as I reported earlier. Kenny Emerson was the guest musician with two other folks, which I wish I could tell you the name, but I can't. They played some good rock and roll, some blue stuff down on the little stage they've made to keep uh, away from the wind, which uh, makes it sound good. A lot of people hang out listening to that. Another big thing last night, there was a video projector. It was supposed to be here all week, but the bulb went out the first day of Todd Stock. Apparently, it takes four days to get one. That did not work, so they just got a different projector and started up last night. People got to watch Second Wind Sessions and Spinal Tap. So a lot of people were getting into those. Very cool, special treat for some folks that maybe have not seen that or just wanted to see it again. And that was uh, some more of the night activities, but I'll get into some more of that in a minute. I did not tell you that the other night, they did the hula deal, and there was probably about 30 people out there doing a hula. It was after the house blessing, and Todd was watching it. And he was kind of doing it with them. He was kind of doing it with them a little bit, the hula, that is. And they were, um, you could just see the smile on Todd and Michelle's face. They were in a really good mood with the house blessing and the big hula presentation. I don't know anybody who's in it except I heard four dogs in it. Amy, I'm not sure. I didn't remember seeing her, but a lot of locals, I think, and I don't know how they learned how to do it, but they did a fair... Fairly nice job, I would say, at the hula, for what I know about the hula. And uh, that was all good. So let's see, what else can I tell you about last night? We had, well, let me tell you about the day a little bit. took a beach trip myself, and it was uh, my wife and I. And the reason I want to tell you about this is because there's a road, the second road when you leave Todd's driveway. It takes you down to a beach. It's literally probably an eighth of a mile top. And all of a sudden, here's this beautiful beach. It's like a private beach. And there were only about eight of us out there. One of them I know was Metal Lunatic's daughter. She was out laying out, and I put on 52. And uh, there was some other folks in Todd Stockton, and maybe one couple that wasn't. I'm not sure if they were or were not. But EJ and Steve were down there, so I had a blast talking to them. EJ and I getting caught up, and uh, her telling me some of her wild and crazy stories. We just had a good time, and, of course, I got a little burnt because I missed the spot. But, you know, it's really a beautiful beach. It's a little rough. I didn't want to get in. I was a little intimidated because they do say the undertows are up, and they don't recommend you get in it, so I did not. But uh, that is a really cool thing about the house here. They can they can either walk to the beach or take a road trip by car, but either way, it's real quick to get to, and it's you know practically, in a sense, uh, behind their property. Like uh, It's not their property, but it's just right there. Really nice, good-looking, perfect private beach. So that was fun. And today, the big day is today's inner tube. There are tons of people going inner tubing today and tomorrow. There's a group of about 19, I think, at 1 o'clock today and another group at 1.30. So that's going to be fun. It's about a 45-minute drive out here to get there. We're going to meet an hour early over at Topstock, you know, carpool, and go do the inner tube. It's a three-hour deal. includes lunch. Shell helped book that up to get a special rate that included tips and everything. So that's going to be cool. All right, so I'm going to finish up with a couple more things. I'm going to hand it over to Cruiser Mail and Bill Bricker. So what else do I want to tell you? I wanted to tell you a couple of stories about the party last night. I'm going to let Mel and Bill get into it as well because it was really special. It was a lot of fun. A couple of cool things that really happened. I got a little pod time, as I want to call it, last night up at the house. Several people, of course, not just me one-on-one or anything like that, but there were a lot of people at their party in Bean, uh, the band, Prairie, Jesse, and Gene Lannon, some of the fans, you know, Steve in Houston, Cruiser Mel, Liz, Kelly, Bill, you name it, we were up there hanging out. And so Mickey Nichols is up there with his entourage, and I brought him the book that Billy James wrote, The Dream Goes On Forever. And I did not have the cover with Peacock outfit, but he has seen that. But it does have a lot of photos in it of Todd in the glam outfit. So Nicky was just getting a kick out of it big time. 
so uh, he opens it up to a two-page spread of Todd in these very outrageous glam outfits and walks up to Todd, showing it to him and says, I ruined your career. <laughs> it was hysterical. Todd started to bust out laughing. They went into the bathroom where Grady's throne pole it is. They started looking at the pictures and were just laughing and hugging. It was pretty funny. The light. Light. It's the light. They went in to see the light. Yeah. Not, to, not to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I hope I made that clear. Anyway, they went in there because there's no light outside in Todd's uh, den. It, they went in so they could see some more of the glam shots, and they were kind of reminiscent, I guess, for lack of a better term. But last but not least, the, my, my best story of the day, uh, last night towards the end of the night, getting pretty late, Todd was talking a little bit about this Todd stock, and he made the comment that the fans are what's making this great. And what he meant by that, that was that they are really doing a great job of, of basically putting it together as far as intent and doing all the work and putting things together, doing the dinner deals. Everybody's well-behaved. Everybody's doing the right thing, picking up their litter and all that. There's been no trouble, no problems. Uh, it's just been a wonderful thing. And I can tell by that comment and just by the way Todd and Michelle act, and they're very pleased with how things going. I'm sure they're stressed out a little bit, and it's been a little rough as far as that goes. But I think they're very pleased with the fans, and that's important. I know you guys are thinking about that. We're certainly thinking about that. So it's really good to hear him say that. And it was uh, you know, one of those cool things that I got to experience. So I wish you could be here with me doing that. But anyway, I'm going to pass the baton on to Mel, and she is going to tell you about some fun stuff, and then Bill Brick will wrap it up, and then I'll come back and say aloha. Why, thank you, Doug. Sure. Hang on. Got to get a little organized here. All right. Can I have my notes, please? Hey. <laughs> Give them back. Thank you. I can't wing it. How can I be expected to wing it when I've been at Todd's stock for five days? You haven't been, you haven't been <laughs> celebrating any, have you? Okay, Bricker's being a pain right now. Um, A-back. Hey, what? What did I do to you? <laughs> Let's do hey, all right, all right. This is a professional show here. We're being paid yeah. big bucks for this. And Doug's screaming at me. And Rick, oh, my God, people, come and save me. Um, oh, I know. I've got to tell you something. I've got to tell you this story that happened to me yesterday. I went with O.C. Sherry and Mr. Kelly, the sculptor, and we went into La Hui, and we went to lunch yesterday and food shopping, and we found some really great little, little stores, including an ukulele shop, which was just way cool. And they had ukuleles everywhere, and they told us about how maybe it's not it's not that you have to be issued an ukulele and learn how to play it when you come here, but that's just what you do. So that story that Todd tells when he plays the bang on the drum song on the ukulele is pretty much true. Um, no, we didn't buy any ukuleles, but we did look at them. It was lovely. And what else did we do? Oh, yes. We found some wonderful shops that had some beautiful art glass and Hawaiian clothing, and I do believe that we did contribute to the local economy. Then, we definitely contributed to the local economy uh, when we booked our helicopter ride, and everyone thought we were crazy, and perhaps we were, but let me tell you, the views from up there were unbelievable, and 
we got to see pretty much everything across the whole island. We went all the way around and, and got to see the Waimea Canyon. It was gorgeous. It was it almost looked like someone had painted it. It was just beautiful. There were rainbows. The the pilot when we would point out rainbows, he was like, Yeah, 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 we've got rainbows here. <laughs> there were so many. And we had a wonderful, wonderful time. I I even think that uh <laughs> Kelly made some remarks about run from radio, so that will be on our video tape that we get to keep forever. And if I could have reached him to poke him in the eyes, I would have. I will say that helicopter rides here uh, are perhaps not the smartest thing from Todd and Michelle. Do not endorse it. And I think we may have been the only ones that went, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was awesome. And, okay, okay, yes. Kelly, Kelly's over here doing uh, some things. And he just said Jurassic Park. Do y'all remember that scene with the, the huge waterfall and right at the beginning? We got to see it. Okay? Not this. Uh, what does that say? <laughs> I can't read my notes. All right. Um, shopping trip. Shopping trip. Okay. Wedding store. Party last time. We are having such a good time. I wish you, you guys that are, are back home... I'm so sad that you can't be here. We're trying to give you a little taste every day. Make you feel like you are, are here, and we do think about you. And if your ears are burning, it's because we are talking about you. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know that right here. I don't think it's too late. I think you can book a trip and be here in time for the concert Sunday. So go call your travel agent right now. All right, I'm going to hand this over to Bill Bricker because I know you guys want to hear all about the hike with Todd. I know I was there. I saw when people were, were going off, leaving breakfast to go on the hike. Everyone was really excited. And they did leave pretty much promptly at 7.30 as Todd had commanded. So I, I, I want Bill to tell you his experience about the hike. And then I don't know who's going to talk after that. There you go, Bill. Tell us about the hike. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, hiking action yesterday. It started off very early, but my precursor to the story is that I got in on Tuesday, um, Wednesday, actually, at 2.30. Stayed up as late as I could because I wanted to get on island time right away. But it's like 5 o'clock in the morning, my time by the time I go to sleep. I've been up 24 hours. And I, everybody's going, you signed up for the hike, right? And I said, I don't think this is going to happen. But then uh, when I, that night, when I finally did go to sleep, I dreamt that I bounded into the camp the next day, and everybody said, I thought you were dead. You know, you're going to go on the hike. And I said, no, I'm ready to go. So I figured my subconscious was telling me I needed to go on this thing. And I also did the math. I figured out 7.30 Hawaii time is really, you know, 2 o'clock at <laughs> my time. So I figured I could, I could handle it. We got there, and Michelle was grounding everybody up. This is how it goes in the camp. It's like as, you're not really sure how everything's going to happen, but at some point Michelle will come into the, the tent that is adjacent to the tent where all – there's a giant canopy where all the, all the tents are set up. Next to that is a, is a little bit smaller canopy that's still very large that houses the cooking area and tables and all the places where people hang out. There's a place, that's where the uh, – 
the screen is set up, the projector, things like that. So Michelle will come to the central board and just start saying, okay, everybody, listen up. Here's what's going to happen. You need to do this. And she says, okay, here's the deal. I've been trying to hold them off, but Mr. Impatient is going to go <laughs> at 730. So if you want to go with Todd, you got to be and you got a caravan or a caravan and vehicle. You leave Todd's house. And, I, you know, everybody was, it was all about, like, 15 minutes of who's got a car, who's got two people, who's got one person, everybody kind of pairing up uh, to figure out how they're going to get to where the hike starts. And um, so we get that settled out, and Todd came down to the tent again and said, okay, I'm going. And, <laughs> and then everybody really started moving at that point. And the truth of it was you can do the hike anytime you want. There's no scheduled tour or anything like that. It's just all day. You drive north on the main highway until there isn't any road anymore. And the, 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 the trip there was just absolutely fantastic, seeing all the mountain scenery, and there was this rainbow. And when I saw my first rainbow, hey, there's a rainbow, and I'm with uh, Darnell, who is actually Carson Van Austin of the NAS's ex-wife. <laughs> so she's here. She actually picked me up at the airport, which I thought was, was very cool. And very, very nice, nice woman. Very glad to meet her and know her. And I saw a rainbow at one point. She goes, oh, there's tons of rainbows. Don't diss my rainbow experience. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a virgin to all this stuff. So, so, but on the way to the hike, there was this incredible rainbow in a valley between the mountains. But you could see where it landed. So you're, like, up on top and you see the full rainbow. And it went beyond the spectrum. And you're like four bands beyond indigo. It was just really incredible. And we we're just hanging out the windows and driving. I was I was driving with I went on a hike with Mike from uh, Chicago, and uh, it's really brilliant to meet him and his wife. Uh, turns out I did kind of know them online, and so this is the experience that I'm having that I really treasure beyond you know Todd and Michelle and great all the people. It's like the, what happens with the community here is that. These are people that you've either seen at shows, met at shows, known online. And, of course, I've done tons of projects with, with seeing fans' names go by my computer screen. It's like to meet them and they think, I really do know you. So uh, we got there, found a place to park. It was really kind of hard to do. Even as early as it was, it was packed uh, already. Yeah, well, the whole area, there's a beach near there, and, you know, it's, a, it's the end of the North Road. And the hike map shows that this hiking trail goes all the way around to where the other road stops. But it's got to be like 20 miles of hiking space at most. It was only a 45-minute walk only <laughs> to the beach that we went to. But Todd's going up the mountain, and um, I don't know, it had to be more than 50 people that caravan for this particular trip. And uh, But if you wanted to keep up with Todd, you had to march at fastest pace you could see. And it is up where you got question, Mel's question. I, I, I have a question because I wasn't there and I've been really curious about this. With that many people that were there, I'm sure you guys had to go single file. Did Todd stop occasionally to tell you guys about a particular lookout or to check on you guys to talk about how, how there was any interaction between the hikers and Todd? Not much. It was go. It was go at the very top, topmost spot. And it really, it, it, it's up, it's rocky, it's tight. I really, going there in order to keep up with Todd, I watched my feet almost the whole way. And, um, but there were people that I met up with when we got to the end that were like right up there with him, 
and the story, <laughs> this is one of the things to talk about the experience you need to understand. This is an incredible access to Todd's life, his house. I mean, the house blessing, it was a, amazing that they would just open their house to everybody. I mean, 100 people are standing in his living room. At least. <laughs> at least. And bless, helping to bless the house. And then there's other things where it's very clear that Todd does not go there. So I was talking to Don, who was right up there with Todd the whole time. And he started asking him some questions about some technical thing he did in a recording. And Todd answered it, which I was amazed that based on the stories I've heard and experiences I've had, he answered. And then other people started asking questions. Oh, what about this or what about that? Todd said, the interview's over. <laughs> you know, if you want to talk to him about, you know, a TV show you like or, you know, what's it like living on Hawaii or how long have you been here, he'll converse with you endlessly if you talk like just a regular person would. But he's not going to, you know, it'd be like, can you imagine if someone came up to you and said, oh, I heard you work, you know, at, at Capital One. Two years ago, you know, you're on a project. Uh, what, was the, what, what software did you use when you put that together? And I said, um, I really don't remember kind of thing. But it was, it was really good. It was very fast, um, uh, up he, and he down, 45. He walked fast, uphill, big, long strides, and he had this huge – had his nice walking stick with a with a um, Hawaiian headdress piece on it, kind of thing on there. And I'm going to be posting pictures. We're, I mean, we have a very strict picture policy when you're on the ground um, for Todd's privacy and for the people who are there and uh, to respect the videographers who are there. But this was a hike that we did off ground, so I understand that we have permission to post pictures. So I'll be posting pictures later, and I'll figure out where I'm going to put those. Anybody that's friends beyond my on uh, Facebook <laughs> will probably get the best experience, and I'm looking to build up my Facebook profile, and I'll do the pitch for Rundgren Radio, too. we got a RundgrenRadio.com group on Facebook, so sign up to it. Um, so then we're on the hike, uh, uphill, downhill. I really didn't get to see the views on the way, so I was just trying to keep up with Todd. What happens is, you don't really get to see your destination at all until you get there. And this is one of the greatest things about hiking in this kind of um, jungle scenery. It's very thick. You're up and down, around, bend around a corner, and then you see these trees open up. And it's, I don't know what the names of any of the fauna are. I could make it up. It's this cool lua tree. I don't know what it is. But the tree is there with these big fronds on top, and through that you can see the ocean. You come through the trees, and then there were these lava rocks, giant lava rocks, into a, into a bay that was freshwater fed by a waterfall that was a distance away. If you wanted to go to the waterfall, another hour and a half walk for that. I think maybe one or two people did that. Todd did not that this day. Um, and there's freshwater, then there's a beach. The rocks go up to either side. Maybe it's... Mm, uh, 200 yards across, which you can see, and then the ocean opens up. And Todd immediately went and set up in the, underneath of this, meet, this main tree. And from the beach, when you look back, it, it almost looked like this throne and this crown, this dome temple kind of thing. And there's Todd just sitting up, and all the fans just sitting down and everybody wondering if they're going to live, you know, taking off their shoes. And uh, I don't think there were any major injuries. I do know that, that uh, one woman somehow twisted her ankle and had to turn around. I saw her with her, actually her name was Susan St. James, not that one, 
<laughs> but I met her last night. She had her foot up on the sofa, and I said, what happened? She was, I don't know, I wish I could tell you something great, like, you know, I fell off a cliff and Todd caught me. But, no, she just somehow injured her foot. I think that was the only major one, a couple scrapes and bruises and things like that. What, you got some smell or something? I will. I, okay, it's been 24 hours since that hike. I would bet there are some people nursing some serious blisters today because I saw a bunch of brand new hiking shoes on people, and you know how that how that is. It's absolutely true. I did get the good step from my from my buddy from long ago, Ed Victor. Ed and I go back all the way to the the very first Utopia Times days with Ruth Rundgren, and Ed and I has always had these great experiences around Todd whenever we get together and we're there. Um, and he, I called him when I found out about the, about the gig and everything, and he said, if you're going to hike, get some boots that you don't mind getting muddy because they, there's this red dirt I'm just everywhere. I think everybody's feet are starting, starting to turn brown a little bit. So we got to the, we got to the end of the hike. Uh, where the where the beaches and everyone's starting to do the math about how you've got to go back, <laughs> and we did some serious discussion about whether we were going to go on to the uh, to the waterfall or not. I think a few people did, but it was really just now hang out for an hour or so as the people who straggled behind kept catching up. So by the time Todd was ready to head back, there were some people who were just arriving, which shows you how fast he walked. But um, I met some people there again that once you keep running into them because you don't know who's been here or not. There's a, a guy named Bill Jack uh, from uh, Louisiana or Mississippi. I can't remember which. Sorry, Bill Jack, if you're listening. Um, but it was great. We're on the beach. I know I recognize this picture from where we had communicated before. It's like what a place to meet somebody for the first time in this incredible beach uh, in Hawaii. And everybody that wanted to got in the water for a little while and nurse start taking feet. And then we just, Todd started to head back. And I resolved at that point that I had proved enough. I kept up with, this, with the almost 60-year-old man hiking up the mountain. And I was like, all right, I got nothing to prove now. So when I came back, I just basically strolled and just took, took in the scenery and took pictures. So my pictures are on the way back. Um, but incredible mountain views and peaks you could see. There's certain points when you fly into the island that you see mountains and you see these very distinctive, very high um, peaks, mm-hmm. and we're right there underneath those. So you see the pictures from that point. You can get a sense of where you are on the island. Uh, but I, I really paid attention on the way back. At no point on the hike can you see your destination because you're up and down and back and you can see the beach. But the coastline is very... Uh, in and out with these little bays. So you know that there's got to be dozens of them all up and down. Caves, oh, yeah. Um, okay. I just got a note. This just in, question from, from, from Doug, what was Todd wearing? Which, of course, is very important, right? Um, I know he was shirtless. Did he have a sarong? And a sarong, black sarong. Well, oh, yeah. I, think. I don't know what kind of shoes he had on. I think it was some kind of boots and socks. I can remember when we were getting ready to go. I was watching him wipe off his feet and putting his socks back on. It was, I think they were orange socks. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm envisioning someone else. Um, 
No, he had an orange shirt on. That's right. It was an orange shirt. That's why I remember the orange shirt. So, um, and it was a house blessing where he just had just the wrong and no shirt. So, sorry, girls. <laughs> wasn't straight. I wasn't saying to it, but I did get a picture of his walking stick. I'll post that. Um, and then it was a matter of everybody hiking back at whatever pace they did, and are you going to go? You came with, did you have your stuff? Everybody was just hanging out, though, and uh, at one point, we are with somebody. I think it was Bill Chapman was there. And uh, we were trying to figure out when the rest of his party was going to arrive back. And somebody else was like, oh, let's, let's make that, what is it, 12 o'clock? So I think they're going to be here at 12.08. And we just started timing things and hanging out. So uh, Todd, by that time, by the time I got back, was already long gone back. Um, and I finally, the people that I, that I rode with caught back up. So we, everybody paired up in their cars and kept going. So, um, but the scenery is just lush jungle changing all the time. There's all sorts of kind of trees you expect. There's other places where you can see, like, they talk about this on the mountain, you do have to be careful with your height, that the rainstorms just come and go. And there was one storm coming, which is part of where the reason why we didn't go on. I didn't even take any food with me, a total idiot that I am. I, wasn't, I had the booth, but I didn't have any food. So I was really pretty hungry on the way back. Somebody shared some cookies along the way they had brought. Um, so, but there's places where you can see where the rains come fast, and there'll be flash flood warnings that tell you can see where the um, the grass. I don't know if it's buffalo grass or not. <laughs> uh, there is buffalo grass on Todd's property, and the story was that he wrote that song while he was mowing the grass. He's actually literally mowing the grass, thinking about buffalo grass, and you can see where the water has flushed down the mountain, and, the, and it's not there now. It's dry now, but um, really makes you wonder about it. And when we were coming back, I swear to God, there was a huge mountain that did not have a waterfall when we were on the way there. I know I didn't see it on the way there. We came by, I looked, I was watching the mountain. When we were coming back, there had been a storm. There were clouds on the very top of the mountain. Sun shining where we are. But up on the mountain, you could see this cloud on top of the mountain and this beautiful waterfall. It's got to be 4,000 feet high or something. I don't know. I'm hard to judge that kind of stuff. But just you keep looking around, and it's incredible enough to be here and do that, to come to Kauai, do that. But then you're here with Todd leading the hike and heading back to his house for a party. I'm still not acclimated, and I assume if I ever do, I'm not going to want to go back to work. I think... Wednesday when I'm back at work is going to be um, not, fun. not fun, and I anticipated that anyway, and I told everybody at work, I'll be here, but my mind is probably still going to be on the island. So um, that's, I, you know, I just filled my mouth out here. I don't even know where I'm going now. I'll hand it back over to Mel, and I'll just say to everybody, I'm getting, I am, I am, got, we have wireless access, and I'm already getting some emails and some friends who are, who are very supportive. I felt in, I feel in so many ways absolutely guilty to be here. I absolutely do. I'm watching this stuff, feeling like I can't believe it's happening. But I think that the love that the fans who can't be here have shown to say, it's wonderful. Please tell me everything, you know, and they just wish everybody well. And there's so much love in the campsite and so much energy around this man and his family that it's really just a blessing to be here, and it's great. So I'm going to hand it back over to... 
and he's going to wrap it up. So aloha from the island. Nope, Seb's walking away. Stretch, because Mel wants to talk again. Here you go, Mel. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't even really know how to express this, but the sense of community here has just been overwhelming. Uh, I'm not one of those sensitive, touchy-feely kind of people, but it, there have been several moments this week, and I know there's, it's just going to get stronger and stronger, where you, you just become breathless and you almost want to cry because there really is, a, there's just a magical feeling around God around the fans, and, and it's very contagious. And you guys, it's, it's been amazing how people have volunteered, stepped up to make breakfast at dawn when they have been, I won't tell you what they've been doing late at night, but, <laughs> but they're in there working and working and working and, and fixing breakfast and fixing dinner after they have been, you know, doing their tours or Wedding all day or whatever. I want to add to the breakfast. Hang on, hang on. Breakfast got something to say. Hang on. I'm going to embarrass Doug now because I'm going to shine on him a little bit. That we went, we were late for breakfast this morning, and but we could see some stuff was out there and the grills were there. So I asked Michelle, do you mind if we just go ahead and prepare, make some quick eggs for ourselves? We packed a couple of eggs. We didn't realize that there's a bunch of other people straggling in late like us. We ended up cooking breakfast for probably half an hour for the next dozen people that came through. And Doug is, uh, no, come on, put them on there. Char sausage, sure, come on. We, and we just basically, and, and just, we feel almost obligated to just continue to do it. So we, we went on and did that. And Doug has just he's been so gracious with everything that he's done and set up. I just got to say that I'm glad to be here, man. I'm, I'm proud to be part of it. Runs in radio. There he is. That's cool. All right, appreciate the report there from Mel Bricker. By the way, it's kind of fun because you pull out people. I enjoy it. It's kind of fun. You get to uh, see a lot of different personalities. Just everybody here, actually, was part of the fun. So it was a lot of Tipping today, Mel, wants to remind you. Okay, don't forget, Saturday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, the first ever Q&A from Rundgren Radio with the man himself, Todd Rundgren. Do not want to miss this show. Mm-hmm. Fans here will be asking questions. We won't be taking calls because it will be fan-based for the folks here. But I'm sure they're going to ask the question you're dying for them to ask. Or you might want to email your friend to tell them to ask it. Because there may be some folks that are desperate for a question. You know, they don't want to try to be clever, you know, that kind of thing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll keep you updated again on what's going on here. And this is the final report from the weekdays. This is day five of Todd Stock. You're listening to runradio.com. Aloha, everybody.